Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Fairman. As always, I'm alongside Ryan Pulsiver. Ryan, why am I happy? Um Is it because you listened to some country music on the way home? That's very true. I did listen to some country music. Uh, Morgan Wallen, his new album, a double album, came out, and it is so, so good. I love all 30 songs on that album. It is just fantastic, and it does make me happy. But that's not why I'm happy. Try again. Happy because you didn't see the eye roll I gave to you while you were talking about how much you like country music? I'm very happy about that as well because I know when you roll your eyes that far back, most people assume you're just dead. But okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Also, what I know it? why you're happy. You're happy because Tom Brady is in a Super Bowl. That's it. The man has gone to his 10th Super Bowl. No other reason. No other reason whatsoever. And then there's that one slight detail where he's playing my favorite football team, the Kansas City Chiefs. But Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl. And, of course, the question that we can never get rid of, now what does this mean for his legacy? Well, it automatically puts him higher than Belichick, in my opinion. Um, I'm not there yet. Ah. I think I am, especially if you can win this one, you know, but going, just think you're 43 years old and you take a brand new team to the Super Bowl after you've previously gone to nine other Super Bowls and won six of them. Like, come on, that's insane. I want to, I want to give Belichick a couple of years to, you know, actually get a team as opposed to the husk of Cam Newton and the defense all opting out before I'll make a claim. Okay, but like one, the defense opting out, they still had Stephon Gilmore, did they not? And almost no one else. I think that's a little bit of an overstatement, but that's a just little. my opinion because her defense was still really good this season, I thought. Cam yeah, Newton, I'll you? agree with you. Do what? What does that tell you if the defense was still good without Dante Hightower? Hint, hint, maybe. I don't know. But um, as far as the offense is concerned, I don't think the. I think it was more telling about Brady than the Patriots. You say give Belichick a new team. No, the good coaches make do with what they have. Now, if Andy Reid in Kansas City slips uh, when he loses Mahomes, as has happened before, I can see the argument that Belichick needs a better team, but. He didn't have a bad team, in my opinion. They were still third place in the AFC East, which isn't bad. Yeah, they didn't do bad, ultimately. They they were, what, 7-9? and nine? Like, it's not a bad year. And for a year where they didn't really have a quarterback, I think it's too soon to answer the question of who is better. But you're a fool if you don't put Brady at least in the lead. But I, yeah, I, don't, it, I, don't, yeah. I don't declare it over yet, though. And I, I can very well see that point, and I think you swayed me a little bit. Because, you know, here I am wanting to plant my opinion in the ground that Brady is the greatest of all time. But we just don't have all the evidence in yet. You know, the, the count hasn't stopped. Nor should it. <laughs> and if you're an American and you get that joke, <laughs> I am sorry. Not really. <laughs> but that's the stage. We have finally been able to talk about something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, Ryan. The AFC and NFC Championship games have been played and completed. The Buccaneers become the first team in NFL history to host their own Super Bowl. However, their task is no easy ordeal as they will face off against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in their second straight Super Bowl appearance, trying to make it their second straight win. Now, I think what's most important about all of this, Tony Romo is commentating this game. Best part. Best part of the whole thing. Best part of the whole thing. I I don't care if it's like Mahomes could get a second Super Bowl in a row or Brady can solidify himself as the greatest of all time, possibly a more successful athlete than Jordan. 
Uh, it's Tony Romo. Tony Romo is the most important part. He is the focal point of Super Bowl 55. Listen, people can tell you that the NFL is rigged. And you know what? Heck, they might even have a point. But if they rigged it, they did a darn good job when they put Tony Romo in that game. They sure did. And, you know, Cowboys fans were just waiting and waiting and waiting on Romo to get that Super Bowl. And I don't believe it ever happened, did it? Yeah, that's right, because Cowboys just – I'm sorry. Y- y'all y'all are just kind of unlucky. Uh, but you know what? Go ahead and keep crying because you've won five Super Bowls. Now, um, with that being said, I will also remind you that Dez caught it. Okay, I agree. Dez did catch it. Dez absolutely caught it. And I guess that they technically – technically for what the rules were at the time, he didn't catch it, but the rules were stupid. Yeah. Like I was telling someone the other day, I kind of like where the rules are at in the NFL right now. Now, even that fumble out of bounds thing seemed to work in the Kansas City Chiefs' favor in the divisional round. I don't think that's a bad rule. And I was a little bit iffy on it last week. I was trying to stay unbiased when discussing that. But I've had that rule as a... um, no, I'm not going to say that. But I've had that rule work against some of my other teams I support in the game of football. It's gone against me multiple times, and it's interesting, to say the least. But as of late, there really aren't too many things I disagree with rule-wise. I would still like to see both teams get a chance at offense in overtime, yep. but that's just me. Um, that's not the Chiefs fan of me crying from 2018. That's me feeling bad for every team that's ever lost an overtime game that way. And it's more than saying, oh, well, their defense would just be better because sometimes the defense just is going to give up a touchdown. It's it's a simple fact of football. This isn't the 20s, 30s, 40s anymore when it was a game of inches, literally. Now it's a game of precision, and there is a difference. Imagine you're like – they're just like, hey, why didn't your defense stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey? Like, come on, dude. Like, what do you what do you mean, why not? You just listed off the three main reasons. Yeah. And like <laughs> Falcons fans, I hate to do it to you, but I have a feeling you hate that rule just as much as I do. I, and, I don't think so. I think they hate themselves and their team much more than the rule. And my prediction is they'll keep on, keep on hating themselves because I don't like their new coach hire personally. I've done more research into it. I'm just not a fan. Um, I hope Arthur Smith, Arthur, Arthur Smith, right? Titans offensive coordinator yes. moved to Atlanta. Yeah, I hope he does good. I don't think he's gonna. He's decent, but he's not the reason the Titans offense was so potent. Um, as far as that overtime rule goes, both the Chiefs. And the Patriots, not Patriots, and Falcons have faced the fury that is the Patriots running the ball down your throat to end a very, very important game. One was the AFC Championship game. One was the Super Bowl. Now, you can call me a crybaby, Ryan, if you want to. I don't care. But I think the overlying issue is that, one, the Patriots are sneaky good in overtime. And two, the overtime rules are just a little bit weird. But other than that... I'm not too disappointed with where the rules are at right now. They're seemingly getting safer, uh, trying to improve the game while also improving the quality of the game, you know? The only rule that I still have an issue with today, and it kind of goes with your whole getting safer thing, they need to figure out rushing the passer. They're just not there yet. It's it's too soft right now. But other than that and the overtime rules, like I don't know that there's anything I'd really change. I think I'd make I'd open reviews up more. I'm the type of guy who thinks if there's a punishment for losing a review, like say losing a timeout, then you should be able to review anything because you have a limited amount and it's a risk reward game. But again, that one's kind of more of a idea than a rule. I think they're, they're, they're kind of figuring it out now. Yeah. I sure hope they keep getting closer and closer. And I think they really are. That's why I said, I like where the rules are at, but no, you can always improve. No matter what it is, there's always room for improvement. Just because someone can't comprehend how something can be improved doesn't mean there's no room for it 
to be improved. Yeah. So what I mean is like if I get a hundred on a math test, which I certainly did not do this past <laughs> week, by the way, if I make a hundred on a math test and the teacher looks at it and they go, well, you actually made 97, but you got plus three for bonus questions. There's room for improvement there. You know, let's say I get a hundred, just perfect, perfect. 100, 103. In fact, there's probably a better way I could have explained the math on my test. There's always room for improvement. There's always going to be something else. And so my goal for the NFL in this situation is to just keep chasing that something else, you know? Yeah, it's like when Wyatt spends 20 minutes answering 2 plus 2 on a multiple choice question. Like, you got it right. But I think there's room for improvement there. There were 21 questions on my math exam the other day. I left three blank. I guessed on two or three or four. Oh, that, I know f- that number went up quickly. Yeah. Um, I know I missed at least four. And then my math teacher, the way she grades them, will grade like the first question at a time for everyone. So one question at a time, she'll grade everyone's check how it goes on to the next one. A weird way of grading, but it helps her concentrate on the grading, I guess. I and let's just say she got through the first three questions and sent us all a message saying, uh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. That bad? That bad. Oh, hate to see. Mm. Which made me feel pretty good because apparently I did better than other people. Okay. So, yeah, a little bit of a plot there. Oh, well, but outside the realm of education, because y'all don't listen to us talk about education. You listen to us talk about football. Ryan, is there something in the world of football that you feel is really important that we should bring up right now? I mean, I guess they're probably going to want to talk about, you know, the games generally that small detail yeah people are sometimes interested in that not always though not always got a weird karen that just that just listens to our podcast to you know be cultured or whatever yes yes it's a canadian and an american on a podcast so much culture you just learned everything about north america you need to and in case you're wondering i do say a I, st- I started doing it ironically and I cannot stop. I cannot stop, eh? Oh, yeah, eh, bud? I swear, some people be like, Canada's the best state in America, you know? I mean, to be fair, we blow all the states out by a mile, but we can't be... Yeah, that. honestly, very true. I love Canada. I mean, we're not perfect, don't get me wrong, but I love Canada. We're great. Yeah, when you're not perfect and you can still look at America and go, yikes, then I I, I admire you. Yeah. You know, I've grown to admire a lot of countries lately. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into football. AFC or NFC, which one do you want to start with? Well, because I know you want to talk about the Chiefs, let's talk about the Buccaneers. Okay. Buccaneers at Green Bay. For the fourth year in a row, the Green Bay Packers get to go to the NFC Championship game. This is the first year in a long, long time they've hosted it, if ever they've hosted it. However, what's interesting is for the fourth straight year they've gone to the NFC Championship game, for the fourth straight year they've lost the NFC Championship game. The five-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by none other than Tom Brady, comes in and beats beats the Packers 31 to 26. A couple of questionable calls from the refs, a very, very questionable call by Matt LaFleur, but it is what it is. And the Buccaneers get to host their own Super Bowl can, in Tampa Bay, Florida come February 7th. Can we address the whole end of the game call first? Like, I feel like that's the thing that most people know about. And I feel like that's probably what we should touch on first. Hold up, hold up. I really don't know if it should be what we touch on first so we can like build up to it. Honestly. Oh, do you want you want to make this a slow burn, huh? Kind of, kind of. Go ahead and talk about the rest if you don't mind. I had issue with the refs their philosophy in that night. They played this very interesting game of let the players do whatever they want, which I don't think is the way you're supposed to referee a game. The end of the day, the first three quarters, I think there were like two penalties. 
The first one came exactly two plays after Joe Buck said, huh, there haven't been any penalties yet. And the entire world went, oh, Joe, why do you talk? (laughs) But like they played this game of they just let players go. They let things get away with. And you can't do that. There was an interception that was caused by that. I think it was for the Buccaneers. You could see him just hold the, the receiver and then just made a play on the ball because the receiver couldn't do anything because he was being held. The end of the day, they tightened up a little bit towards like right in the final drives of the game, obviously led to the big burn we're going to get to. I don't like the philosophy of let them play because I get it. You don't want penalties to dictate the game. Breaking the rules can't dictate the game either. And I think there were parts of the game where it did. Rogers interception, not on anyone except for the referee for not calling the very obvious play. So I was yeah. not a fan of the refs. Yeah, you're right. And what's interesting to give a little background here. So it's a very close game. It's a five point game when that interception happens. And supposedly there was a holding penalty. And sorry, according to the refs, there's a holding penalty, which took away that interception, which is what could have really, really, and I repeat, really helped Green Bay win. Oh, we're talking That's nowhere talking near about different plays. Are you sure? I'm talking about an interception that Green Bay threw. That was earlier in the game. Oh, I'm talking like five point game. There was a they yeah. called hold. No, no, no. We on. that's the one we're getting to at the end, is it not? I'm talking about a play that happened earlier. Oh no, 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 no! I thought you were talking about Lafleur's decision. Oh no, that uh, that we have yet to get into. That'll be a fun topic. So why don't we just do this chronological order? Okay. So I think I think what okay, I was so, talking about might come first in that because it was earlier in the game. It was okay. So yeah, I'll go ahead and let you recap that. The play, I don't remember what it was like in terms of time, but it was before the fourth quarter. Packers were going down the field, and it was thrown, and it was this really quick transition from the DB who was playing the receiver, and he just pulled in. It was a great catch. You go back and you look at it. You can see he grabs the arm of the Bucks player or the Packers player. Sorry, kind of pushes him to the side and is able to push himself. Apart. I can't remember who did it for the life of me, and I don't have anything in front of me. But very clearly, like I think, I think it might have been Rogers only like one of one of two interceptions on the night he threw, or only one. Like he didn't have many, but it was just one of those plays you're looking at and you're like, you you can't do that, like someone's got to call that penalty for what it is. That interception comes back. Green Bay gets yards out of it. That makes a difference in a game that ended as tight as it was. Letting the boys play is great, but at some point you have to call the rules you've created. And in a five-point game, how different is it if they call that penalty for what it actually is? Well, we see a very similar, similar situation later on in the game. And it really just makes you shake your head because this is a stat that I read today that just boggled my mind. All right. Uh, Green Bay and Tampa met twice throughout the season, did they not? Uh, at least once. I think, I think twice. Yeah, I think Green Bay beat them. Uh, I think Green Bay lost in week six. Okay, well, that's kind of interesting. So Tampa Bay had their number. But the entire time, like in both games, both, guess the number of penalties the Packers committed against the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with a random choice of eight. Okay. And two total games. Two. Uh, I know. Based on how low, low call the penalties were in this game, I'm going with eight. No, I'm telling you, for the past two games, there have been two penalties. Oh, oh, that's not what I thought you meant at all. Yeah. The Buccaneers have been penalized by the Packers twice in as many games. And one of them was that call, or a call we'll get to. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that the, they only committed two penalties in two games? You gonna you gonna really tell me that they only broke the rules twice? According to the referees, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I buy the referees on that one. And what's interesting, they lost both games. That they did. Although in a very, very matter. sneaky fashion. All right, is it time to talk about the decision? Uh, yeah, do you want me to go ahead and take this one? I'll let you lead. All right. A week ago, I believe my direct, co- my direct quote to you all was, Andy Reid has the biggest guts of anyone in the NFL, both literally and figuratively. Mostly literally, though. Matt LaFleur has the tiniest speck of a gut of any head coach in the National Football League to ever exist. Ever. And Ryan, may I say one more time, ever? Ever? Ever. Ever. So, was it fourth and goal or like fourth? Yeah, ever. Um, Was it fourth and goal or was it fourth and like some change and then they're going to be in goal to go? I think it was like fourth and one. Yeah, but they were really, really, really close to the end zone. They're down by eight. Keep in mind, a touchdown and a two-point conversion will tie the game. They were like the five-yard line, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were super, super close. And, yeah, with only one yard to go, and they're down by eight. There was like five minutes left, I want to guess. Yeah, something like that. It was three to five. It was very, very close to the end of the game. Matt LaFleur felt it was LaFleur, 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 whatever, felt it was a, a wise decision to kick a field goal. I'm sorry. Does he know who Tom Brady is? Does he know that Tom Brady has consistently, throughout his over two-decade span career, milked the clock out better than he can milk a cow? Like... What on earth? Why would you make that decision? Why would you kick a field goal and make it a one-score game? Just just go for the touchdown. Go for the first down, then go for a touchdown. It's not that hard to do in that situation. An NFC Championship game, an obvious go-for-it position, and he kicked a field goal thinking he'd get the ball back. And you know what? He would have. He would have, but the ref said, never mind. We'll get to that. Not to mention, he just kicked it. He didn't even onside kick it. Yeah. Kicked the field goal, gave them the ball back. Like, one, if you're going to onside kick it, why would you just kick a field goal? That doesn't make sense. But, like, it's, it's just not, nothing he did made sense because nothing he did was the right move. And this is a guy who will probably be thinking about that play decision, decision excuse me, in regret for a long time long time here's the thing i would much rather go for it on fourth down and start them at the five than i would to make an eight point game a three point game and i get it you know you don't have to worry about the two point conversion that's nice i get that and then give tom brady the ball yeah it was i mean i I get it here's the if the rams make that call okay fine we're talking about Jared Goff. Whatever. This is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. You're going to tell me you don't trust Aaron Rodgers with the ball? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It was disrespectful to Rodgers, Jones, Adams, everyone who was playing so so well in that game. Aaron Jones was that running back that kept on breaking all their tackles. Am I right? Was it Aaron Jones? I think AJ Dillon was having a real good game. So you might you might mean AJ Dillon. He was great. Well, I didn't get to watch that game. Unfortunately, I was very busy. I didn't get to watch much of any football. I was checking the highlights, and I'm not the best with Green Bay players. I'm so good with a lot of teams, but with Green Bay, sometimes it just washes over me for some reason. And honestly, their running back core is insane. They were just so good, and they're able to break a ton of tackles, multiple highlight reels, and all for naught. An NFC Championship loss for a fourth year in a row. Packers, I'm sorry. Packers fans, you've won, what, four or five Super Bowls, and I'm still sorry. Like, that stinks. 
Can we also establish something? Sure. The two things that are going to be taken away from this game are the referees and this decision. Neither of those reasons are why the Packers lost this game. They're not. Tom Brady threw three interceptions. That's a lot of interceptions to force out of Tom Brady. And you generated six points while you were trailing? Are you kidding me? In what world is that an acceptable performance for the offense to do? In what world can you only score six points off three turnovers in a playoff game to send you to the Super Bowl that you need to win while you are down? Like, don't get me wrong. The other things we just talked about are very important. The thing we're going to talk about, very important. I'm not trying to discredit those. But you're not in that problem if you even, you know, turn one of those field goals into a touchdown. You're in a different situation. You play it differently. Or maybe two touchdowns because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, and that's a realistic expectation. They made Tom Brady bleed and did nothing with it. They wasted it. And that... That can't be entirely on LeFleur. It can't be entirely on one play. You simply have to be better. You're exactly right. You are. And you know, actually you're not. I I rescind what I just said (laughs) because there's one thing I disagree with. Okay. I think it is on LeFleur. And hear me out. Obviously the play call we just discussed when he kicked the field goal instead of going for it, then scoring a touchdown, going for two, because Aaron Rodgers is your offense. The argument that the offense wasn't doing great, given the three turnovers on Brady, that's a that's a fair point, but they also, as a team, put up 26 points on the Buccaneers and Brady. I'm not going to say, yeah, they got six points off of three interceptions. Who cares? Because right now, the point is they did make Brady bleed. They made this a very close game. The people who have to execute in these situations are the coaches when your players are as good as they are. Think about it. Think of it this way. How can you have Aaron Rodgers with a fantastic offensive line, a running core that has improved dramatically, Devontae Adams, and even, I forget what his first name is, but his last name was Lazard. I think it's out. Balling out. Do what? I think it's Alan. We'll go with that. Alan Lazard. How can you have all these phenomenal players? Phenomenal players. Make it to the NFC Championship. And may I remind you, Rodgers going there again for his fourth fourth year in a row. So there's no lack of experience or nerves. And you not do anything over than six points. I think this is clearly coaching. Also, just to throw just like there. I. When you talk about receivers, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, incredible game. He had a great game. Incredible game, yeah. But to be fair, half of his stats are padded with one really good play he made, but it was a really good play. Yeah, it wasn't one of those free plays. He uh, he still had to earn that one pretty good. Yeah, and you know, we talked about – no, we haven't talked about this yet. The play to go into halftime, which we probably should have mentioned earlier, was – just horrible on Green Bay's part. Horrible. You, you play too deep. You play too deep, man, and you're not even pressing them. Okay, not pressing. You're not even. I cannot talk today, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not in any sort of protective defense. You're not allowing them any space for the final seconds to end. It's a hail mary type play. Brady sees the coverage, switches up the play call, gets a one on one down the sideline, and Mike Evans makes a great catch to and the quarter and the half and they go in with an extended lead if the coaching says hey two deep safeties and then everybody else all up in their faces probably isn't a smart play when they're doing a hail mary um they might have won that game they might have won that game i agree i honestly if you throw that into prevent defense i'm okay with that decision i really am anything other than what you did Yeah, I agree, because that's, as a coach saying, we don't trust you, and we don't think that you trust you, and Brady made you pay. 
He's thrown pick after pick after pick. LaFleur's probably thinking, oh, well, here we go again. They're just going to try and get some yardage in, in the half. No, this is the NFC Championship game, and Brady's going to try his best to make you pay. Arians, Bruce Arians, is trying his best to make you pay. And you know what? The rolls called up yonder. They made him pay. Touchdown in the half. Horrible play call. And one other thing of notice, I for, I forget who the safety is. It wasn't Jair Alexander, I don't think, no, that I, got scored on. King, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King shifts to the inside zone. So what that allows is if a player is running a streak down the sideline, it now opens up a lane for him to run, and the defense has to catch up. If he stays inside the sideline, that's probably at least better contested. It was already pretty close, but the ball was placed really well by Brady. But what does that tell you? That Defense instinctually moves to the inside. What is he thinking? He's not thinking what happened. He's not thinking what happened. There's going to be a slot route that's being run by a tight end or something. Almost like it's a Hail Mary and you only put two guys back there. He's doing exactly what he should have been doing. People were people were like, oh, it's a selfish play. It really wasn't. He wasn't trying to be selfish by getting up in their faces. He was trying to figure out, hey, which one of these people in this Hail Mary route do I have to cover because they only put two of us back here. And it's just not smart. Sorry, that, that was my rant about that play. I didn't like it. And then we talk about LaFleur and his – Stupid go for the field goal play. Ryan, I'm going to let you take the uh, that one last controversial play. Imagine this. You're playing a game of football, and the refs basically say, hey, you can do whatever you want. So you're like, all right, cool. So you're playing the game, not doing much wrong. You know what? I can't even do this. They made the right call, kind of. They kind of made the correct call on that play. It was the end of the game. Packers going down with a chance to call. They throw the ball. You see one of the receivers. I can't remember his name. Might have been like Miller or something. Fly to the ground. In the way of that's definitely not how a human being falls when they're pushed. The call flag. First down Buccaneers. So instead of the Packers getting the ball back, the Buccaneers hold on to end the game. And my first reaction, along with everyone else, was incredible. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. I cursed at that receiver a lot because he dove and he did dive. That's just like an undisputable fact. But when you yeah. watch the replay, there's actually a holding penalty that the defensive player commits. He just holds the back of the jersey. That actually does not get called somehow. Then the receiver dives, which frankly could have been called as a penalty and just offset, but whatever. They called a penalty on the right guy. They just didn't really call the right penalty. Like I like I want to be worked up and I'm a little annoyed that he flopped. I think he should be fine for that because I think that should just be how they handle flopping in this league. I do. In any league, really. Like if you dive to help your team and you're caught. Sorry, give us some money, you know? But at the end yeah. of the day, people are taking it as an idea that, oh, well, the penalty never... No, it happened. Like, you can see it on the replay. He has his jersey in his hand. So while I don't agree with the action of the receiver to dive, I, I can't be overly upset by this play. I really can't because there was still a penalty. And I can't be overly upset with the fact that that tapping sound that I says and like coming from your audio is still there on and off, just so you know. So if you know what it is, or if you still can't figure it out, I don't know. It's a mystery. The two dudes been wondering what that is for a while. So if you hear it, let us know. I would uh, know. It's kind of funny. It's become like a third dude in the podcast. I wonder if we can get him in on the game picks. Uh, probably, which we need to get into. So we probably need to speed this up. And so I'm just going to say, yeah, Ryan's right. Um, controversial. Yes. If you're rooting against Brady, like 90% of the world was, did it hurt? Yes. yes. 
hurt a lot. Sorry, Packers fans. Um, <laughs> but Ryan's right. Buccaneers win 31-26, go on to host the Super Bowl first time in the Super Bowl era that's ever been done. Good on them. And, yeah, let's get into the AFC Championship game, shall we? Bills Mafia. (laughs) I feel so bad. I hate that we're here. I hate that we're here. I don't like it. I don't like this. You know, it feels wrong. Feels mean. Wasn't supposed to happen like this. Why don't you allow me to say it in a gentle way that might soothe the fans? Go for it. Wow, your team sucks. I yeah, mean, bad. yeah, it was wow. Y'all literally let Patrick Mahomes walk out there, pet you like a little teeny tiny chihuahua, dump sixty thousand points on you. Somehow made it a semi-close game, but it was not a semi-close game. And then that, sent you all home flying. That was the strangest analogy I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, I'm speaking from the heart, man. And the heart says the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, so I'm happy about it. Uh, Bill Mafia, all seriousness, though, I'm proud of your team. You just got beat by a clearly better team. That's... Really, all there is to it, one team was just very much better than the other, and sometimes that happens. Well, Ryan, that's not all there was to it. What else was there to it, then? Well, I think it's clear to see that the Bills actually instigated this themselves. They made a mistake by going up by multiple scores. Yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that against the Chiefs. They get mad. Um, when you make one of the players feel bad about themselves, you don't allow Mahomes the opportunity to walk over there, walk over to that player and comfort them. Because when he does that, you basically sign your own will. You don't allow the Chiefs to be in a position to come back on you because they will do it. And they did it. And they kept on rolling. Now, it wasn't as dramatic as the say, Houston Texans, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs game from a while ago. But it is the same kind of roller coaster of emotions. While the Bills are really in this game, no, they're not. Who were the Bills? You know, that's what it felt like. Yeah, I I get that. And I did not get to watch too, too much football that day. However, I did get to watch the final minutes of the AFC Championship game, and Bill's Mafia, why don't you take solace in knowing that I did cry? I am a wimp who loves the Chiefs. Sue me. Sue me. I don't care. Right, really? Yeah. Great. For your team winning or for their team losing? For my team winning. And okay. a little bit of their team losing. <laughs> because, let's face it, I love, I love Bill's Mafia. I, I love you guys so much. Like, I made a joke earlier about your team sucking. They don't suck. I was just teasing. Um, Guys, I'm so proud of your team. And as a fan base, you legitimately might be the best fan base in all of sports. They're up there for sure. For sure. I do think the Chiefs fans are up there as well, just because I've been in that atmosphere multiple times. I went to the AFC Championship game a year ago, got to see them win there. Um against the Titans, may I add, and I have a few Titans fans in my community, actually, that did not care too, too much for me for a good while after that. So, Bills fans, I'm with you. I hope you can find it in your heart to love me, but I do have to call your team out on one thing. And that is? In 2018, when the Chiefs lost the AFC Championship game, they lost in overtime. There wasn't an opportunity for retaliation. There wasn't an opportunity to be petty about it or cry or pick fights or be stupid. Bill's Mafia, are you really proud of the behavior your team displayed towards the end of that football game? I mean, are you really? Ryan, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. 
So let me set the scene. You're losing by 17 million points. Exactly. You're going to lose the game. Exact number what? Exact. That was the exact number they were losing by. Just, just to point out. Yeah, 17 million. Um, Josh Allen gets sacked, and as he's getting up, he throws the ball at one of the defensive ends for the Chiefs. He gets mad, of course, because that's not very sportsmanlike. It all gets up in his face a little bit. Probably yells at him a little bit, like, "Hey, man, no, that ain't it." Like, you're a nice guy, and I'm and I'm glad we have a nice friendship, as I'm sure what they said. Oh, for sure. But that may not be how the Bills offensive lineman interpreted it because he went and sumo wrestled, pushed him like to the ground, almost started a brawl. Uh, didn't escalate that high, but it sure was intense. The teams were at each other's throats for a moment there, and they were just attitude and choppy. They did not, they weren't fair losers per se. And to be fair, this wasn't a game with a controversial call that I can remember. Can you? Not really. They kind of let them play in that game, too. I think the whole idea was, hey, refs, if you don't let them play, you know, you're fired type idea. They don't want to cause any controversy again, and they, in doing so, they cause controversy in the Green Bay Again. Again. (laughs) Sorry, Green Bay. But, Bills Mafia, are you proud of your team for what they did this season? I sure hope you are. Take it from me. I've been where you are. I've I've felt that pain of losing so close to the promised land. But that's not the best way to go about it. It's just not. Here's the thing. I, yeah, go uh, ahead. The, like, I've watched that play a few times because I was very interested and I dissected it. There's all, I feel like Josh Allen might not have meant to do what he did. Like, he throws the ball. Like, he's not looking when he's getting rid of the ball. It's like a frustration. He gets rid of the ball, and it just, you know, happens to be a direct headshot. Or he might have targeted it. I don't know. Because it's kind of hard to tell. I'm not sold that Allen meant to do what he did. But if you're in alignment and you see your quarterback get sacked, and then at the end of a game that is clearly a blowout, the defensive line start jeering over top of him, yeah, you're going to come in and defend him. I mean... I get it. The Chiefs are definitely not the people at fault here. It is the Bills at fault. I don't know that this was the act that I think you might think it was, as much as it was just a bit of an unlucky hit and defending your teammate. I have no issue with what happened with the Bills, assuming Allen didn't do it on purpose, which neither of us are ever going to know the truth of. I'm okay with how the Bills acted. I think it could have been handled differently by both sides. Um, Chiefs, you're winning. Don't get a big head. If you get hit by football, you're a football player. It happens. Bills, Josh Allen, if you're going to throw a football to the ref, if that's what you were trying to do, maybe look for a guy wearing black and white instead of red and white. Um, Yeah, I don't understand how – you say he may not have been looking. I, I don't buy that. I really don't. I really don't. I think he was petty. Um, but then again, is there bias there? I don't know. I've watched that quite a few times myself. I don't understand why he would just throw it out like that randomly. If you're losing and you just got sacked and the clock is running and you have any hope at all, that's, that's kind of like a give up sign to me at that point. If you just kind of like throw it away somewhere. Um it's very, very weird. And it is what it is. And I think the moral of the story overall is the Chiefs are moving on to the Super Bowl for the second straight year. Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and of course, former Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes have a chance to do what their goal has been all year. Get Chad Henne his Super Bowl. Get, get Chad Henne his Super Bowl? I mean, he's even played in the playoffs. It's a legitimate win. Yeah. I mean, fair point, but I was going to say run it back. Oh, I mean, I guess they could do that too, but whatever. I kind of think mine's better, but yeah. And you know, like I mentioned earlier, the biggest obstacle they have is no easy obstacle because 
once again, you're playing Tom Brady. Now, Mahomes against Tom Brady has put up better numbers. But for perspective, it's not about the numbers because you don't play against other offenses on the field. You play against defense if, if you are offense. Rodgers so, outplayed Brady. That's all I'm saying. Do what? I said Rodgers outplayed Brady. And guess who moved on? Exactly. However, I will say this. The way the defense of Green Bay and the way the defense of Kansas City has tended to play the past couple playoffs, actually, I really kind of feel like the better playoff defense might be Kansas City's because of experience and because of speed in the secondary. However, Kansas City has to stop blitzing. You have to confuse him in in the coverage if you want to beat Tom Brady because he's smart. And if he figures you out, he's going to eliminate all your options, but just run at him. And if that's the case, he'll do short throws like Tom Brady does and beat you that way. So Steve Spagnuolo, Chiefs defensive coordinator, better bring her A game because otherwise this offense is going to have a lot of work to do come February 7th. Can't deny a word you said there. Now, if you're Tom Brady and you're trying to beat this defense that can blitz at you from literally any hole in the offensive line, they have a guy that can burst through that. You still need to be looking for your check downs and maybe have a bit more out routes. You know, they're going to be stuck to the inside. The linemen are fairly good at stopping slant routes. If you have a few out routes, that's going to slow down the game dramatically because you're close to out of bounds. Yeah. So what happens if you slow down the game? Guess who's playing? Who guess who plays really good in slower games? Tom Brady. I think if there's ever a game to involve Fournette and Bell in the passing game, it's this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be huge. Now, I, we're kind of like leaning into our game picks, are we not, Ryan? I think we are. Which means there's something I need to just say real quick, if you don't mind. I know exactly what it is. Enjoy saying it. Bro, you suck. It has not been a good few weeks. You absolutely stink. So I'm going to do you a favor. All right? All right. As one dude to another, to do you a favor, because I have gotten one of the last, in the last two weeks I've gotten one game right, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. Now pick who you actually think is going to win. You know what? Betting against Tom Brady is just a bad idea. So you know what, NFL? If this is what you want, if you're going to show me, as a Steelers fan who has learned this lesson many times, that Tom Brady never dies, then fine. I will take Tom Brady. If that's what I have to do to kill him off, I will take Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. He wins the seventh Super Bowl, becomes the GOAT in everyone's eyes. (sighs) Antonio gets a ring because, you know, the football gods hate us all. And Fournette laughs at Jacksonville. A perfect ending to the season. Congrats to the Chiefs. Um, okay, listeners, let me break this down for you. <laughs> he is lying to your ears right now. Excuse me? He knows you are lying to their ears. You know for sure who is going to win this football game. No. You are picking, you are picking the Buccaneers because you know I'm going to pick the Chiefs. No. Listen. Aaron Rodgers was my team of destiny. I was confident that the Rodgers company would finally get their ring. I bet against you said that about the Saints and the Browns and the Bills and the Packers. Yeah, but I think you knew that Packers were kind of a little higher than the rest of those teams. Like, I had been saying for a long time that the Packers were my choice. Saints, it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, Breeze and all that. Bills, they look great. The Packers were my team to win. They were my pick. They did not win. I bet against Tom Brady and I lost. I'm not betting against Tom Brady again. The guy is ageless. He's a robot. I'm pretty sure if you hit him on the head, it'd make a metal sound. Actually, if you hit him on the head, it reprograms his Kiss Sun odometer. Um, not it's a very weird machine. But yeah, every time he gets hit in the head, that's the amount of times he has to kiss his son. If his helmet's on, though, he can't get to his son, so it's okay. Oh, that's a good point. Point is, 
do I think the Chiefs are a better team? Yes. Do I think Mahomes is a better quarterback? Yeah. Yes. Do I think Reed is a better coach? Yeah. Yes. Is the NFL the exact stupid league where none of that would matter and Tom Brady would win anyway because screw your hopes of parity in this league? Yes. Yes. So because of that, I pick Brady. And here's the thing. Worst comes to worst, I'm wrong and I watch A.B. and Brady lose, which is an even bigger win for me. I can't lose here. Well, you're also someone who doesn't necessarily have a dog in the fight, which I can really appreciate about you, actually. Um, As far as my pick goes, let me say this first. In the playoffs, Ryan has only gotten... Sorry, no, the divisional round, you got two in the divisional round and one in the... I did I did decently in wildcard, though. Well, okay, so you got one in the divisional round and then three or four in the wildcard. Um, I think I can check here. So you keep going with your point while I'm checking. Well, as far as I go... I have gone six and three. And I want to go seven and three to his next pick. And by the way, I'm on a six and oh run in the playoffs. Uh, I went, it's weird. I got four in wild card, by the way. So I had four, you had three. So overall, you have five correct. And if you're wrong, this one, you'll have five wrong. Regardless, I will end having a better playoff record than you. Sort yeah, may not may not be by what we thought initially. I have this weird thing where I'm really good at making predictions in the playoffs. Um, it didn't turn out too too well in the hockey podcast, if you heard that. But you know, baseball, I'm fairly good at reading what's going to happen there. Basketball, I had the Raptors in Golden State. Um, okay, I think anyone and their mother could have predicted Golden State. To be fair. And the Raptors, and the Raptors winning. Yeah, that part I'll give you credit for, but picking Golden State, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you any points for that. Yeah, it's only my favorite prediction. Like, I predicted Washington and the Dodgers to be in the World Series back when Washington was the lowest-ranked team in their conference. Sorry, league. But that's a whole other story, and a thing I should have put money on, but I didn't. Anyways... My point is, playoff Wyatt is really good at making playoff predictions when he wants to be. I got to pick a team who I know is better. Ryan, let's look at the history. 14-2 and two in the regular season, one of which was basically Ten. the entire game, just their second string. What'd you say? I said Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Yeah, well, he doesn't okay. pronounce his name wrong, so I corrected it the second time. <laughs> 14 to 2 in the regular season broke a lot of hearts. In the playoffs, first round for the Chiefs, that is, you play the Browns, who really, really, really wanted it, broke their hearts. Then you play the Bills, who almost, it broke my heart seeing the Bills lose. When Stephon Diggs stayed out on the field to watch the ceremony to help motivate himself, that almost actually got me upset as well. I really felt bad because Stephon Diggs is actually my favorite player outside of the Chiefs. Really? Um, yeah, I'm a huge Stephon Diggs fan. Um, I'll always remember in my mind, Diggs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable. That will be the greatest play I will ever see. Yeah, and to think that I watched it live is such a huge honor for me personally. Um. So, yeah, hearts broken everywhere you look. This is a team that is turning into the 2000s New England Patriots before our very eyes. Heck, the 2010s New England Patriots before our very eyes. Not saying they're going to win as many rings, but they are getting used to breaking hearts. People are starting to not like them more and more and more. Not just because they're good, but because of how they're using their talent. 
the Buccaneers haven't won a Super Bowl in, let's see, it was 2002, 18 years. They won with John Gruden. John Gruden, also the only head coach. Sorry, scratch that. The Chargers beat us in week 17, but it, it was against our second string and didn't really count too too much. John Gruden, the only coach to, I would say, defeat our first string in the regular season. To beat Mahomes. To beat Mahomes. There you go. Now you're playing the Buccaneers. Those fans want it bad. This is a dream team. The storyline is set for Brady to get his seventh ring out of ten. The storyline is set for Antonio Brown to get his ring. For Gronkowski to have come back for a year and get another ring with Brady. For Brady to pull himself apart from Belichick for all eternity as just a better attribute to the league. I don't see it. I see more broken hearts. I see the Chiefs winning this football game. I legitimately do. They are too talented. They are too good. And, Ron, we have a disagreement there. You know what? My logic is just picked on how parity is dead in the league. So, again, if the Chiefs win, they'll be back-to-back champions and parity will be – ah, dang it. I've played myself. (laughs) Honestly, I could see it going either way, but I don't know. I've just, as a Steelers fan, when you get your butt kicked by Brady at every opportunity, you just kind of learn to stop doubting him. And I thought him leaving the Patriots, I was like, maybe that'll be, no, that wasn't the end either. I will not bet against Tom Brady until he has hung up his cleats for good. I just, I hurt too much by him to risk that again. I understand. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to make some sort of bet. We usually do. Now, if you've been following along, you know we tried multiple bets with the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers, and neither of those have come to light given the situation. Yeah. However, Why did we make that bet so specific? I don't know. Like, Why did we make it? It had to be the specific matchup. I don't know. However... This is what I'm thinking. All right. Chiefs win. You have to get some sort of Super Bowl memorabilia and post it on the two dudes account. All right. Okay. So it could be a hat. It could be a shirt. Just something. Doesn't have to be crazy expensive. And we're not talking about jerseys here. Just something. If the Buccaneers win, I have to get something. Something you can wear, I'd say. Let's go with that. Something you can wear. Can't wait to get my new Chiefs wristband. (laughs) That'd be cool, actually. I think I'd find a use for that around the house. Actually, yeah. Oh, but uh, here's here's the deal. You have to wear it every Sunday next football season. I don't know if you're remembering to wear it next Sunday. Oh, I'll be reminding you. And I love how you're immediately like, oh man, like I guess I'm just not going to have to like, <laughs> you're just frustrated. You're like, oh, can I afford this? Like, can I get a wristband? Like, I'm working part time and I'm about to go to school. I'm like, I got to make this, I got to make this math work here for a good wristband. Well, <laughs> it can be a wristband, hat, shirt, whatever. Are you, are you good? Is that a, a fair bet? I think so. Although, I will add one thing. You said the Jets bet didn't go through. No, no. That bet went through. I won because the Jets won. My punishment for you was still to be determined. Let's let's throw that out there. I've still got that one. And I didn't agree to terms before it happened. Therefore, the bet is canceled. No, get out of here with that. You know as well as um, I do how that bet went. Free shout-outs. My free shout-out goes to Ryan for making such a... A foolish bet idea. He didn't even tell me what was going to happen before it happened. Like, come on, Ryan. You, you got to think through. Thanks for giving me a free shout out there. Actually, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Just kidding. Free shout out, genuinely, one more time goes to the Bills Mafia. I understand two weeks in a row. You're like, why? Come on with this again. You're just trying to like get points with 
the people that actually listen to you, like all five of them, like, come on, let's not be haters. Let's be taters. Taters, short for mashed potatoes, or just potatoes, really. It's an American icon. We love potatoes. They form french fries. They're very delicious. Let's all be delicious. Like taters. This is well, let's get along. This is one in a weird direction. I don't know why you've taken it in this direction. <laughs> why we, why is this made here? I'm gonna like run for president one day, and this is the type of thing that's gonna like hold me back, you know. Mr. Fairman, you graduated from Harvard with three different doctorate degrees in political science and economy and wellness, and you called your podcast listeners taters? And said, let's eat them or something? See, I'm, I'm so confused. What you, <laughs> you, you called people delicious? Like, what, what are you... Mr. Fairman, are you or are you not a cannibal? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> I'm not sold. Well, my point is... I just want to say what you did for Lamar Jackson's fund was very uh, inspiring to me. But however, that being said, that leads into my real, real free shout out for the week. Of course, Bill's Mafia gets a shout out just for being amazing people. Um, I'm, again, I'm sorry about your team as well. I, I've been there. I know how it feels. Walter Payton, Men of the Year nominees. All of you deserve recognition. And eventually, we'll do a little thing on the NFL awards before the Super Bowl. Um, we have a lot of stuff to cover in a week, which is why we went ahead and did this one now. But um, yeah, every one of you have done great things, even Miles Garrett, in your communities to help people, even Miles Garrett. And I really wish nothing but the best for you, even Miles Garrett. And I hope you keep on doing amazing things, even Miles Garrett. Why do you hate Miles Garrett? I don't know why I hate Miles Garrett. <laughs> I just find it funny that one year he can be knocking people out with a helmet, with their own helmet, and then the next year be like saving human lives. So good for him. Well, well. All right. It's time for my two shout outs. Because, you know. I said like 50 of them. So you take as long as you want. My first shout out. I'm going to go out to an unlikely source the Detroit Lions. I just, I am marveled by their dedication to ruining every good player that they touch. And finally, they have decided that they're not going to do that anymore. Matt Stafford, you are soon to be free from the location that is Detroit. I look forward to seeing you on a real team. It's enough to make a grown man cry. Andrew Lux in the corner, just like, why not me? Why not me? Andrew Luck can't complain, though. He was on a good team. Yeah, but the team also went offensive line? No. And while I do respect the strategy, it, you know, is a bad one. It's a bad strategy. Don't do it. Please draft offensive linemen. I don't know know what team needs to hear that, Bengals, but please draft offensive linemen. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. No, they're in my division. Uh, I don't know what team needs to hear this. I don't know. Dolphins, I guess. They got third. I don't know. (laughs) I don't actually want the Bengals. Oh, but I do like... I don't know. (laughs) Do what you want, Bengals. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You'll probably screw it up anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Also, that reminds me real quick before you get into your last shout out that... uh, we have the roast episode coming up, and I cannot wait. I have yet to finish off. I'd like because I'm I'm kind of pre-planning like the points I'm gonna hit. I'm just finishing up on some playoff teams now, but man, there are gonna be some fun ones. Steelers and Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I hope you are ready because I have a lot to say, and it's from the heart, and that's a bad thing for you. Oh, and Chiefs, please, please win because I don't want to have to roast you. Chiefs, please. Please lose because I want to see that happen. And, you know, the bet and, you know, the game pick. And, yeah, but AB wins. God, I don't want AB to win. (laughs) 
Here's the thing, okay? Decisions, decisions. I don't mind Le'Veon Bell. The guy wanted his money and he felt slighted by the front office. That's fine. That that stuff happens. I don't like how he handled it, but I have respect for Le'Veon Bell. I have none for Antonio Brown. That guy deserves nothing that this league has given him. So you know what, Bell? Go get your ring. You played for the Jets a couple of years. You earned it. And then there's still Josh Gordon looking around, wondering, what's a football? <laughs> suspended again, which I don't really understand why he got suspended again. But he, he gets suspended for excessive, yeah, but weeding, marijuana use, whatever you want to call it. But it's legal now, is it not? Like, is the le- like are they not? It is. So why I don't get why? Like, I get that he's breaking whatever substance abuse thing, but it's legal. Like, I don't get how they can resuspend him for that, but I digress. I don't know. Well, they probably told him that he was suspend. He was free from a suspension, and he was like, "What's a suspension?" So they probably just suspend him again for being high during the interview or whatever. Or it's just like, "Hey guys, you want to celebrate?" And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a sandwich. Yes, that is what I will say. Sandwich. How I Met Your Mother reference, by the way. Great job. Okay. I thought for sure you were going to mention he brought out some uh, taters, but no, that's just me. No, no one else thinks of taters like human beings or apparently weed like you do. <laughs> what are taters to you? I'm uh, so confused. I'm so tired. You're so tatered? Please end, the, <laughs> please end it now. Please end it now. Uh... My shout out is to whoever didn't immediately click off the podcast after I made that joke. <laughs> Thank you sincerely because you are the loyal ones. You are the loyal ones. <laughs> we need more loyal people in the world. Hashtag relationship problems. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm weeding out the hardcore from the casuals. And if you stuck through that, you're hardcore. And if you left, well, you know what? We didn't need you anyways. We can do better. I don't better. blame you. You probably actually made. We are a strong, independent podcast. You don't need no disloyal listeners. Yeah, that's the motive we'll go with. Not that we need better jokes. <laughs> I'm still tired. Well, if we're tired, let's wrap it up so you can get some sleep. Before we do, is there anything else you want to mention? I feel like there is something I need to mention that I'm just not like talking about am i forgetting anything that's what i mean like i kind of forgot about the whole matt stafford stuff i i mean we should probably cover deshaun watson at some point but i think that's better safe for next episode when there's no games to talk about yeah basically deshaun watson is spinning a wheel with 31 nfl logos on it minus the houston texans and he's going somewhere so good i hope he lands in the chiefs i do too that'd be funny i don't know how that would work but i'd love to see it me too. Almost like a very often used Taysom Hill, but that'd be funny. Oh my goodness, the, the wildcat opportunities are for real. All right, my brain hurts. Ryan, get us out of here. All right, well, with that, thank you so much for listening. If you've stuck through to this point, thank you, but you confuse me. Because that was a really but Actually, who am I kidding? That was a great pun, and I'm proud of it. I've been Ryan Pulsifer alongside... Wyatt Fairman Taters. This has been Two Dudes Out.